We're glad you are part of our community. I'm Bill Galtier, and I'm with my wife and partner, Christy. We're doctors of psychology and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We hope you were encouraged by our just-finished series of podcasts on our new book, Healing Prayer for Emotional and Physical Wholeness. You can order this book on our website. Today is part of a series of Soul Talks on Relationally Healthy Leadership. We'll be drawing on material from our Institute in Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. As part of our Institute, you can earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. Prepare to be inspired in your role for serving God. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3, verse 1, that it's a good thing to aspire to leadership, as long as we remain submitted to God and in sync with the love of Jesus. friends. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Talks. We've got a special treat for you today. We're going to be sharing with you our second episode in this leadership series of Soul Talks podcasts. And we're going to take you into our Relationally Healthy Leadership Week of the Institute. And uh, real excited for you to get into this material with us. Christy is going to be teaching us today, and I'm setting that up with some introductory comments and I uh, first want to share with you a testimony from a pastor named Beth, who's participated in our Soul Shepherding Institute, including this week on relationally healthy leadership. And uh, she says that she especially pre- appreciates uh, experiencing the strategic team leadership that Christy and I do together. It's a real important value in Soul Shepherding, this shared male-female leadership. And Beth says that she uh, likes the balance of things being planned and thought out and yet at the same time open and attuned to where the Holy Spirit is leading that particular conversation. If you could envision a circle of 20 or 25 men and women who are in various roles of leadership. We've got pastors, we've got nonprofit leaders, we've got uh, pastors' wives, we've got uh, spiritual directors, uh, other church leaders, uh, even some people in business, but all servants of the Lord who are devoted to using their gifts to to honor God and to help other people. And so we sit in, in a circle of, uh, as we like to say, authentic apprentices to Jesus. Uh, it's very much like uh, Soul Talks. So, so many of the people in the Institute are Soul Talks listeners. And so we want you to know that you belong here, just like Pastor Beth shared this is, this is for you, and you'll get an, uh, an immersion in being with Jesus and being with other like-minded friends who are longing to grow spiritually as part of an emotionally healthy community. So I want to just uh, invite you into this circle right now as Christy is going to be teaching us, and you'll notice sometimes she'll say, like, you know, yesterday, and well, that's because we're at this point, we're in the second day of the Institute on Relationally Healthy Leadership. Christy's going to be sharing her experience on hearing God to lead well, and she'll be teaching us from that. And then after this segment of her teaching, I'll come back on and make some closing comments and uh, lead you in a prayer. So thanks for joining us. Listening to God is not just some mystical experience for when you're away on retreat. We can fall into thinking that it's that and forget that it's for today. This is for every day, hearing God's voice. 
When I was 17 years old, I went away to college. I went to Oral Roberts University, and I had been raised in a very conservative church. And then I showed up on this worldwide campus where there were people from all over the world, and it was a lot of people there that were charismatic, and I hadn't had exposure to that. And so I would hear all these girls in the dorm and the chapel speakers and all of these kind of things saying, you know, God says, God says, God says. And I had this sense of, you know, wow, they're like hearing God's audible voice, like saying these things. And I don't hear God's voice audibly like that. And, and I remember feeling kind of shame about that. He, well, what's wrong with me? You know, that they're, they're hearing God's voice and they're so confident and they're proclaiming what God says. And I don't have any confidence about what God says. And it kind of threw me for a loop. And at first, I just kind of shut down to it in shame. And it really affected my relationship with God. Because then I thought, well, why doesn't God speak to me? What's wrong with me? And then I kind of lost trust for them and just kind of disrespected them and just kind of thought, well, I don't know why they think they're hearing God's voice all the time. That, you know, there's something wrong with them. Because I didn't understand I didn't yet understand and have experience with learning to listen to God's voice and learning to understand the different ways that God speaks and learning to understand why God speaks and why I would want to listen because truth be told back then, part of my angst and my frustration was I wanted because I, was, I had kind of been raised in this I'm going to be a good girl, and I'm going to obey God in all things. And I'd been raised in some some real fear training about that, like by my third grade teacher telling me I was going to go to hell because I, you know, wrote a little game on my hand about, you know, push, pull, open, I love you, you know. So what I was wanting to hear God for is I was wanting to hear God for every next move so that I didn't trip up because I just wanted to obey because that's how I had learned. If I obey, things go well for me. And so it was like, well, God, I just want to hear, what, what do you want me to do right now in this decision? Because I don't want to make the wrong choice. But I wasn't trusting, I wasn't recognizing that this relationship of hearing God is for the purpose of this ongoing, interactional, intimate relationship. If I only wanted to hear Bill out of that fear of pleasing him, I mean, that would be oppressive, right? Our relationship. And so it's the same with God. And when leadership isn't the leadership of this mutuality, mutual trust, mutual openness, it becomes oppressive. And God does not want to be an oppressive God. That's not who he is. That's not his nature. What does he tell us about his leadership and about his nature? Well, he tells us in John 10, this is verse 3, Jesus said, the watchman opens the gate for the shepherd and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Think of this word knowing we know. It's the word in the Bible that is used for sexual intimacy knowing. It's that knowledge that isn't just head knowledge. It isn't just the recognizing of and identifying of a voiceal tone. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Spiritual leadership, relational healthy leadership, is the leadership of the good shepherd. It's that intimacy of knowing the shepherd and trusting the shepherd. 
and the intimacy that the shepherd has with the sheep, of knowing the sheep and knowing what they're capable of and knowing where their limitations are and knowing where their needs are and giving them good instruction out of, out of that care. And so we need to remember that we can't follow our leaders well if we're afraid of them. And so in relationally healthy leaders, we're not bully leaders. We're not leaders that are using fear and manipulation and uh, distrust to lead others and aren't leading selfishly. But we're following after the Lord's leadership in our life, which is a, a leadership of that mutual trust and intimacy. And that avoids our leadership being oppressive. I think the other th illustration that's helpful in this subject to me was recognizing that God really wants me to hear his voice. It's like as a parent, I want my children to hear my voice. A shepherd wants the sheep to hear, hear him. And so to remember that too, that this is something that God wants for me. And I want it too. I want to hear God's voice. But it helps me to understand he wants. And so it's not like this tricky thing that, you know, God's for me in this, not against me. He wants to provide me guidance with my thoughts. I'm not just on my own or not just susceptible to the temptations that the enemy puts there in influencing my thoughts. Ways that God guides us and speaks to us, ways we hear God, are oftentimes in our thoughts, not necessarily audible, or images. God speaks to us through images, through his creation. Right? And the Psalms talk about this. The heavens declare the glory of God. And then our experiences. God speaks to us even through our experiences. And that's part of why taking time to reflect upon our experiences, like Bill mentioned yesterday, could be so helpful and important in hearing God's voice. And paying attention to our motive. If our motive really is for the wrong reason, it's that where is our heart that we talked about this morning out here? It's a matter of the heart. And God certainly discerns and knows well, is well acquainted with our hearts. So if our motive is pure, it's going to be easier for us to be able to hear God's voice rather than if we're wanting to hear it for selfish reasons or wrong motives or even to secure ourselves. And I think the other danger is sometimes, as I look back, I wanted to hear God because I wanted to be able to impress other people. I wanted to be able to tell them I heard God. Well, that wasn't a good motive. You know, that wasn't a, a good reason. I think Jesus modeled well for us his relationship of hearing his father. He said, I only do what the father tells me to do. He was like that sheep hearing his shepherd and not listening to Satan's voice and not listening to the temptations that were coming through the crowds or the accusations of Satan that came through the Pharisees. There is a discernment in distinguishing as we get to know God's voice, it's easier for us to distinguish those voices as well. David modeled this for us. In Samuel, nine times it says, David inquired of the Lord. I think God wants us to inquire. He wants us to ask, expecting that we can hear. We can hear from him. He asked, he sought, he listened, and then he ventured out on what he heard. And I think that's really important, too. As a mother, I think about the times that I told my kids to do things, but they never ventured out and did what I asked them to do. They never used knowledge that I imparted to them. And so I stopped, right? They don't want to know. 
They don't want to hear. And I don't want to be that way with God. I don't want to never venture out on what I've heard him. I want to be willing to venture out. And sometimes you actually even need to venture out a little bit before you can even get confirmation that you've heard God. And other times to venture out ahead of God when you haven't, and there again, it's based on your motives, can be dangerous. So this is something that God teaches us patiently, like we do our children. He lovingly wants to grow us in this, in the same way we help our children along. In other words, you're saying like sometimes we might, we, we think we've, we've heard God or we have God's wisdom. Maybe we don't feel like we've heard a voice, but we have a sense of what's best, but we're not sure. But it's time to take a step. And then to do that in submission to the Lord right. and expecting God to speak to us mm-hmm. through the providential circumstances, through people and, and open closed doors, things like that. Yes. I think back when we started soul shepherding and you felt like you heard God say there are people that will help you if you let them. And we heard that, but we didn't really venture out on it very much. And then later you felt like you heard God say, why aren't you letting them? Why aren't you obeying me in this? And it was like, God didn't like say, okay, too late. He gave us another chance with that. You need to venture out on this. You need to stop doing this as tent makers. Today, if you hear his voice in your circumstance of leadership and of responsibility and opportunity, today, that's where we venture out on this with the Lord, trusting that we can hear his voice even in these kind of things. The best counseling sessions are those counseling sessions where I ventured out on something I think the Lord might be leading me to ask this question. Or I think, I think the Lord's asking me to go this direction, but I'm not sure. That feels a little risky. And then, really, Lord, like, am I to venture out on this? And then it's like, breakthrough. So the more you do it, the, the more you venture out on hearing God's voice, the more confident you get. How do I know if I've heard God? Often there's some element to surprise. Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> that doesn't sound like my inner voice. And so that's one way. Often there's some surprise to it. A sense of authority to it. A sense of, this has weight. This thought has, has a sense of weight, a sense of power, a sense of being, being right. Oftentimes it's something that breaks through a defense that I have, something I'm defended in. It's a thought that will break through that or will encourage me to move with faith instead of fear, for instance. It's consistent with scripture. And then if I really don't know, if I still don't know, then usually I'll, I'll run it by somebody, asking them to help me discern. And then there's disciplines that help us in hearing God's voice. And especially early on, disciplines were really crucial for me in learning to hear God's voice because I needed to be able to tune out everybody else's voice everybody else's voice out there, but also everybody else's voice that <laughs> runs as tapes in my head and being able to even distinguish those. And so solitude and silence was really important for me and not tuning into other people so that I could tune into the Lord. And then the practice of Lexio Divina has really been helpful. Listening to God in his word and in the silence with that, in confidence, in that, showing up to that practice in confidence that God's going to speak to me in it. And then journaling has also 
been helpful. And one of the reasons why journaling helps me to hear God's voice is because first I'll get out my own thoughts on paper. And then once I get myself kind of cleared of my own thoughts, I'm more open and ready and able to hear God's thoughts because I'm not as attached to my own thoughts about it. The other thing that has been helpful to me in hearing God and seeking God is that invitation by praying, the little prayer is in the Easy Yoke book as a breath prayer, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Praying that as a breath prayer and remembering that I can inquire of the Lord right now. I can pray this prayer, inquiring of the Lord and making that a part of my life. Oh, that was awesome. I just love listening to Christy teach. It's one of my favorite things in the Institute. And there's a whole story behind that because when we started the Soul Shepherding Institute, I think it was about six or seven years ago, uh, Christy was in a position of sort of feeling like, well, you know, Bill's the teacher, he's the thinker, and uh, we'll just let him teach and I'll sort of help. And and, uh, so we really talked and prayed about that. And I said, no, you're the co-founder of Soul Shepherding and you're a teacher too. And so we figured out on the fly how to, how to balance our gifts better so that we would uh, have sh- shared male-female leadership in the teaching. And that's been a, we've been just amazed at how God has used that. And th- the wisdom in that is that every time in the Soul Shepherding Institute, we've got type A leaders like me, uh, not just men, but some women also who are very uh, bold, confident, outspoken, uh, thinkers, leaders, uh, chargers, probably overworking. And uh, we've got people like that, and they relate to me. And then we've got people like Christy that are, you know, they're not type A, they're type B, and they're um, more relational in their leadership, more shepherding in their orientation. And uh, they're leaders too, but they might not feel like it as much because they're more servants and sometimes they're more in the background you know, it might be spiritual formation pastors. It might have a ministry of discipleship or spiritual direction or spiritual care. And so it's just a powerful thing when we honor uh, all the gifts in a community and we, we uh, make a space for everybody at the circle of discipleship to Jesus and the circle of leadership. So I just love that. And so as you gathered, Christy was uh, being very uh, practical. That's a, a real soul shepherding value for us is to provide you with methods for the spiritual life and for your leadership. And so she's been talking to us about methods for hearing God in order to lead well and remembering that your leadership context might be in a church, it might be in a home, it might be in a nonprofit ministry, it might be in a business. There are many ways that we serve God in leadership and uh, hearing God's voice is just uh pivotal and essential to being able to flourish in our life and in our leadership. So uh, one of the methods that Christy was uh, referencing there at the end was this prayer from 1 Samuel 3.10 that we like to use, and it's in our new breath prayer guides that we've produced in Soul Shepherding. If you haven't checked that out yet on our website, you can order a copy of these uh, one-page scripture meditations. Many of you have seen those we have for Lexio Divina and we have for Ignatian Meditation. Well, now we have a third resource. They're all very similar in that they're practical uh, handouts, uh, soul guides for, for your devotions or for leading a small group or ministry of spiritual direction. One of those is on breath prayers. And all of our breath prayers come from the Bible and we teach particular rhythms for ways of breathing in and breathing out God's word. 
in order to uh, take it in deeper uh, into our bodies, into our hearts, into our souls, so that we would be formed to be more like Jesus. And so I want to lead you in this breath prayer that, that Christy mentioned uh, that uh, was essential to little Samuel's learning from Eli. Eli was the, the prophet and Samuel was just a boy. And uh, even as a young boy, Eli taught him how to hear God's voice by praying, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So as we take just a moment now to, to pray this together, I want you to think about uh, and offer to the Lord your leadership context. And if you could, just, just imagine yourself in a particular setting. Again, whether it's in church or home or business or a conversation type of situation that you're often in as a spiritual director or soul friend or small group leader, uh, whatever that situation is, uh, again, it could be like you're preaching a sermon, uh, you're teaching a, um, a Bible study, uh, or you're leading a staff meeting, but ask the Lord to put on your heart a particular context for leading uh, in which you need to be in tune with the voice of the Lord. And now imagine yourself in that situation, and let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, that you do speak to us. Your words give life and wisdom. And most of all, you are with us, even when we don't maybe hear your voice in obvious ways, but just to notice your presence is a powerful ministry for us so valuable for our life and our leading. And so we trust you now, Lord, to use your word to help each of us as we dedicate to you our particular leadership context in which we are yearning to be in tune with your presence, to hear your voice, to speak your words. So friends, just pay attention now to your breathing with me because we want to take our breathing and make it a prayer. It's just a really simple way of using our bodies to engage our, our mind and our heart with God's word. It's really the same idea as kneeling in prayer or lifting our hands to, to praise God. Uh, when we use our body in an intentional way, it helps us to uh, have our, our soul, our personality activated. So begin to breathe in and breathe out with some intentionality. Breathing in the words and the presence of the Lord. Breathing out to just release your distractions, your stress. Just repeating that. Breathing in. Breathing out. Good. We want to just fill our lungs with God's word. Breathe out our anxiety. Breathing in God's peace. Resting in God's presence. And then we bring this the scripture that we're meditating on into this rhythm of breathing. Now as you breathe in, pray, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Breathing out the word of the psalmist, Selah.
Breathing in, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Breathing out, Selah. Thank you, O oh God, for the power of your word for each one of us in our lives and in our leadership. And I just pray for each one listening to the sound of my voice, each one who's praying with me now. Oh God, how I pray that you would touch them deeply in their heart and soul, in their life and in their leadership to encourage them that you have given them gifts for serving you and that they belong in your circle of leaders, even as Mary uh, uh, broke into the, the men's club, so to speak, and sat down at the feet of Jesus, Mary of Bethany, while her sister Martha was in the kitchen working. And Jesus received her as one of his disciples, one of his leaders in training. We thank you, Lord, that the scriptures show us both men and women serving you in many different roles, many different ways of leading. And I thank you, Lord, that the friends listening to me right now, they belong in your circle. They belong in the Soul Shepherding Institute, and we pray, Lord, that you'd provide an opportunity for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Our mission is to train you to thrive with Jesus in your life and leadership. The best way we can do that is in our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats with the added training to earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. We'd love to have you and your friends join us in our institute. We have a new cohort starting soon. 